Hello and welcome to For What It's Earth, the nature, environment and climate podcast that breaks down big topics and asks, you know, is there anything that you and I can do to save the planet? I'm Emma. I'm Lloyd. And today we are talking about green pensions with Make My Money Matter. We are indeed. We're joined by not one but two super special guests. Make My Money Matter is a brilliant campaign trying to get clarity on, you know, where the money in our pension pots actually goes, what's done with it and demands a a better future that's being invested in properly. Um, So welcome to the podcast. We've got Kenneth Green, Green Pensions Campaign Manager, and Holly McElhone, Campaigner and Press and Comms Manager. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. Hey, hey. great to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on. We have had this on our list for quite a long time and um, we just thought, hey, listen, you guys know lots more about it than we do. Um, We'll invite you in and you can answer all of our questions. (laughs) And it's nice to have two people on because then I can just sit back and relax. And you guys can, can all take it from here. Lloyd's just I'm sure we'll have some interesting questions to throw at you later, Lloyd. So don't worry, we'll keep you on your toes somehow. Oh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll Google them and then some good editing will make it look like I know what I'm Fantastic. talking about. <laughs> well, the, the first of the weird questions we obviously have to get out of the way. Um, what one good thing have you done for the planet this week? This is how we start all of our episodes. I'm going to pick on you guys, actually, if that's all right. Holly, what have you been up to this week? Um, this week, I've eaten significantly less meat. Um, so, yeah. Very nice. What have you been cooking up? Um, nothing fancy, veggie, totally. I can't cook. It still counts. So. Fair enough. Very, very, It very all counts. Good. How about you, Kenneth? So, I've been looking at local places that have food waste. So, um, there's lots of kind of apps you can get to see exactly kind of where's nearby and kind of who has what spare food going. So, I've actually been doing that quite a lot recently because I was conscious that when I was working from home, I was kind of cooking lots of food myself, but also there's so much food waste out there. And if there's anything we can do to help reduce that, that's a fantastic thing. It also means you can get some weird varieties and different types of food that you wouldn't normally consider making yourself. So yeah, I've I've enjoyed that and I'm keen. I've got one booked for later on today, which I'm excited to go and pick up. So yeah, that's Oh, fun. what apps are you using? Yeah, so it's the yeah. um, Magic uh, Food. No, Too Good to Go. Sorry, it's Too Good to Go. That's Love it. Too um, Good to Go. So, yeah, yes, yeah. so it's their magic bags basically that they um, they have, so you can just go and jump in. And we we're based in Shoreditch, so that's where our offices are at the moment. We're lucky to be back in uh, working in the same place, which is brilliant. So yeah, it's just being able to try and find um, decent ones there. So that's been quite exciting. Oh, well done, well, uh, Emma. Was it your social media? I saw you had some really nice cakes or something. Like I, I normally associate these apps with like picking up a nice bag of potatoes or some leftover veg, and you had some like of like. MS's finest or something. Oh my god, I had like the best pastries of my life last week using using that exa- that same app. So my partner works in town in Bath and um I just got a text one day saying, I'm, you know, we haven't used too good to go in a while, we've kind of forgotten about it. And he was like, oh, Our favourite bakery is on it. I'm on my way. And he came home with like <laughs> wow. these cinnamon oh, buns that were the size of my face. It's That's really good. It is. I used to one of my friends used to do it all the time. So whenever we met in the pub or for a cafe, she'd always bring a box with her, just stuff she'd got. So I think she's the best ambassador and advocate for something like that because it shows you how amazing things you can get from it. So yeah, I've definitely taken after her quite a lot. Very nice. Very nice. No, good one. Okay. How about you then, Lloyd? Can you top that? 
Um, not not quite necessarily. I feel like every week is me Sorry, being topped be by our guests. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just it's getting it's getting a little bit old now. <laughs> everyone always comes on and does like these amazing things, and I'm like, um, uh, but this week we, I mean. It, uh, whoever's been listening to us before, you'll know that uh, our house renovations are, are ongoing. Uh, <laughs> they have been ongoing for a while, but uh, we got rid of some furniture recently and our, our first port of call was to see who in the local community wanted some of it. So we had someone uh, pop along and take away some of our chest of drawers, for example, which is nice. It's, it's always much, much better to, to give these things a good home, especially if there's nothing wrong with them. Um, but they just you know don't fit with your, your new decor. But uh, yeah, so they found a new new home somewhere, wherever that may be. Uh, did you did you um, put it on free cycle? Uh, it, it was Facebook Marketplace this time, yeah, for, for pickup. Uh-huh. Well, it's almost like we've coordinated um, because mine is exactly the same. Um, oh, there we I go. Also- <laughs> <laughs> um, we're we're trying to redo our kitchen. We've you know, smashed down some walls, and we've like th- so the cabinets basically because we're putting in a new layout don't fit. And like you said, they're still perfectly fine. They're still good, but they just don't work where we're trying to move the kitchen to. So I did the same thing. Popped them on Facebook Marketplace, and within a day, somebody came and picked up a couple of them yesterday. And our old extractor fan and was like, "Thank you so much. My kitchen's rubbish, and I just need some extra bits." Amazing. And I was like, "Take them, please. I don't want them in landfill. Give them a new life." So now, you know, we can think about our um, our old bits living on somewhere. It is always amazing to think of how much life these things still still have and, and the value to a lot of people they still have. Absolutely. Well, okay, you've used the word value there. I'm going to use that as a very tenuous segue into this week's topic. It works. Am I, I'm, am I I'm, nearing I'm professional <laughs> now or not? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so, uh, isn't um, Holly, Kenneth, we've got you guys on to talk about uh, pensions, which we mentioned very briefly before we turned on the microphones. They're not the most interesting topic sometimes, are they? Not always, um, but here at Make My Money Maths, we think that they're pretty interesting and pretty powerful. Um, So essentially, we were set up by Richard Curtis, who you might know of Love Actually or um, Comic Relief Fame. And uh, we essentially try to wake people up to the power that pensions have um, on improving the situation we face with climate change. So as it stands, the majority of us, even the most avid climate activists, might find themselves invested in the likes of Shell, their whole throughout their whole professional career, um, or you know, even you know, a lifelong vegan or vegetarian might find themselves invested in factory farming or companies with links to deforestation. So what we've been trying to do as a campaign is alert people to the fact that it doesn't need to be this way and they can make changes that make sure that their money that they have in their pension is invested in line with their values, essentially. Um, for most people, um, their pension will be the biggest sum of money they'll have for their whole life. Um, so it's important that that's used in a way that, that goes towards building a good world for retirement. So that's really what we're trying to do here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly why we got you guys on. You've nailed that. Um, like you said, we. I just find it funny, having not thought about it before, I find it f- funny is probably not the right word, but we invest so much in our pensions and we all try and use that as like a safety net for the future without ever thinking about the fact that that could be damaging the future that we're trying to like make ourselves safe for. I, it, it's just mad. And um, it's a similar thing with when we first started talking about sustainable banking on the podcast. You don't think about it at all. I, I had never made that next step. Um, it was, you know, we're, we're taught to be, do your job, make your money and look after yourself. Nobody ever says, 
what it is, what's actually doing in a bank and what banks are doing yeah. with it. You just exactly, yeah. I, I think it is one of those things that people just they put it away, they lock it away, they kind of they almost count big numbers but don't really think about anything else. I think that they often would hop in and say, "Well, I've got X amount of money. That's great. I know if I've got enough to retirement or I need to save a bit more, but it's doing something." And the banks don't allow it just to kind of sit there and gather dust. Their business model is operating on actually using that money and putting it to use. So that's how they are huge. That's how they're making lots of money off your money. So we think it's absolutely vital that folk look into their pension, look into their savings and find out what it's doing. And as Holly said, and sometimes you've got climate activists who have spent their entire lives campaigning for climate. I don't know about you guys, I've done climate campaigning for years and years. I'd never actually realised that all the money I was putting back, all the money I was saving, was actually having a size impact and probably negating a lot of the great work I was hopefully trying to do in my personal life, in my professional life. So actually discovering my pension, my savings were acting against that was a huge awakening. It was absolutely, I was so kind of frustrated when I found out, but also excited because it was another avenue I could pursue to take action on to actually have a great impact. So yeah, it's a great thing that people are now becoming more aware of it and people do have so much power they didn't realise it's a fantastic thing for anyone to discover. Yeah, we actually often describe um, people's pensions as like a hidden superpower in the fight against climate change because um, we've recently conducted some research um, with Aviva who have gone um, far to sort of make good um as best among all the pension providers, they've gone a little bit further to to, become, to address the sustainability potentials. Um, but we basically worked alongside them to quantify the exact impact that greening your pension can have when compared to making day to day lifestyle changes. So going vegetarian, going vegan, you know, quitting flying, and we actually revealed that um, greening your pension is 21 times more powerful than switching to a renewable energy provider, um, quitting flying and going um, vegan combined, uh, which really shocked even us when we got, we've been working on it for months and we were surprised internally about about the impact it could have. Um, So yeah, we just want to arm people with the knowledge that they can make this huge change yeah, that that's that's, that blew my mind when I read it on your website um, earlier today. Twenty one times the impact of all of that combined. Yeah. It, it's just so effective, isn't it? Being able to quantify against things which mm. a lot of people are, are sort of have some idea about. They, they they can even if they don't mm. know the exact numbers, they sort of have an idea about the impact they'll have by switching to to vegan food, for example, and being able to put an actual number on it in terms of pensions, this must be so effective in being able to engage people with, with, as you say, the power that they can have. Yeah, 100%. It's something that we always knew the number was going to be big and uh, it was always something that we were aware of because of the work we'd done, the kind of like top level research we'd received. But to actually have a tangible number to put beside it was fantastic. And I think that it's something that really kind of opens people's eyes because there's a lot of numbers that fly around the kind of climate space in terms of I was born at a certain time when there's like parts per million in terms of CO2 in the environment, things like that. There's a whole lot of ones people own and talk about and know about. So we're really keen to make sure 21X is one of those ones because essentially it shows you the absolute power individuals have. And a note as well, we're not saying that the other actions people have taken should be kind of looked down on or they aren't important because they absolutely are. They're kind of giving up flying, the going vegetarian, um, switching into provider, they're all absolutely important. But this is an additional thing you can do that really supercharges all the other activities you're taking. 
yeah, we certainly would never discourage people from you know, making those really commendable lifestyle changes that we all know are really effective. We just want to make sure that our basically our hard our efforts aren't being undermined by the businesses that our pension schemes invest in. I think we all know that you know some of the world's biggest companies are massive contributors to the CO2 and certainly are in our world. So it's just being aware of where we fit in that chain and how we can make sure that everything is in line with our values and everything is helping us build a world that's just, as I said, really worth retiring into. Absolutely. Are there any particular companies or industries that people would be surprised that their money is going towards? Yeah, I mean, pretty much any industry that exists, if the organisation that holds your pension thinks it's profitable, they will put money in. So, I mean, you used to have tobacco, so a lot of people are actually invest in tobacco because while there's huge health concerns about it, it's still at one stage was making lots of money. So people put their money into that. And one of the reasons why we were set up was because Richard Curtis, um, the film director and our co-founder, watched a video from Bronwyn King. So Dr. Bronwyn King, who's an Australian oncologist, so basically deals with cancer patients, deals with lots of kind of folk who are going through the issues and problems that cancer is associated with. She had a meeting with her pension provider and found out actually she was invested in tobacco. And you can only imagine that frustration. Somebody who spent their entire life campaigning and trying to reduce the impact of cancer, trying to save people's lives, was actually contributing to people getting cancer through her pension. So she was obviously absolutely shocked. She's a great organization. It's worth Googling Bronwyn King's TED Talk as well, because it's a fantastic, really inspiring talk. So definitely if everyone's got five, 10 minutes, would 100% recommend that. But that is just one thing your pension could be invested in. So if you have any personal connection that most people do with kind of cancer and somebody having cancer, that is something that may be in your pension fund. We're luckily seeing a lot of pension funds moving away from tobacco investments but there are still out there some organizations still investing in them yeah and i mean now that we've successfully freaked out all of our listeners um (laughs) what do you recommend on an individual level then people do so you've mentioned switching provider is it that simple and how have you guys provided the tools for people to like choose the right provider and 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 make that decision 100 yeah and also we absolutely don't mean to kind of like scare anyone and things i think like if anything, finding out how much power people have is quite an initial kind of scare thing. So, oh, well, I actually have something I had no idea I had the power over. So I think that that's always the kind of lesson we try to take away from it. But what we'd always say is you, because you have that power, you essentially have X amount of thousand pounds hopefully kind of saved in your pension. You can control what that money does. So we say to everyone, rather than automatically just kind of pull out and switch it's important to talk to your pension provider. There's a lot of pension providers out there who are taking good green steps to make sure that money, people's money is actually invested in good things. So our organization's built to try and, as well as talk to the public about it, get these pension funds to actually move the pensions. So we've been able to get around, oh, sorry, I say, but another thing about pensions is the money, the numbers of money is so huge. Mm. So in the UK alone, it's 2.6 trillion pounds of the pension money exists. So that's how wow. much UK pension people have, which is huge, isn't it? I mean, I worked for various charities where if you get a 10, 50 million pound thing, that's the most amazing thing. We're talking about billions and trillions. So mm. our organization's helped move 500 billion pounds since we were set up last year towards net zero funds, which is absolutely fantastic. That's unbelievable. In, in one year, it's, it's, 
in one year, I think yeah. 14 months, I think, give us, give us those two extra months. But yeah, that's literally kind of what we've done. And the aim is to get as much of that done before COP26 as well for the other pension funds. And we'll hopefully got a few more in the pipeline, which is fantastic. But I would say that it's worth individuals going onto our website. We've got a great tool. You can contact your pension provider directly and just demand to know what they're doing with your money. And some may already have good commitments, some may not, but it's important to query that because one thing we find is pension funds absolutely aren't used to people caring about their pension, which in itself is awful. And there are some pension funds that are actually better than others and care about this and they talk to their um, people who own the money quite a lot. But generally most don't so therefore they're so confused and they actually get an email from someone saying i care about my pension care what it's doing can you now tell me what you're doing in terms of climate change and what my pension is contributing to so that's one of the reasons why we've managed to get the 500 billion move across to kind of net zero funds because the public are waking up or taking an interest or taking action and the pension funds are a bit concerned that oh god people actually now have to now care about this we actually need to take action on it so i find out who your pension provider is go to our website we've got a tool we've got the kind of top thing is like 90 kind of pension funds on it so just select your pension fund hit enter and then email will get off and you'll start that conversation with them fantastic yeah and so obviously as Kenneth says what we really want to see is to see the whole industry go green so we want to see all major pension schemes all pension schemes basically offer carbon free pensions um, as soon as possible but ideally as part of that we want to see them all commit to net zero um, before COP this year and by a 2050 target with a halving of emissions in this decade and we have a very robust set of criteria that we put in place and we typically will only work with a scheme on a commitment if we feel that um, their commitment adheres to this criteria just to avoid any kind of greenwashing. So that will include like needs like you know, getting straight out of coal, um, holding themselves to account, reporting annually on the progress to members so that they can show that they are actually acting on the commitment that they've made to, to move away from carbon and natural failures. So have any pension providers been giving any pushback or are they generally quite receptive to it i i guess they've got to be pretty receptive if you've moved that much money we would say in general that you know pleasingly um the industry has been very receptive and actually i think what we've done has really sparked like a race to the top we found that once one provider particularly really big well-known providers scottish widows and aviva have made a commitment another really big one and final made a commitment and they'll almost try to go further in terms of how robust it is so you know we've seen some can't remember the top of my head but commit to harbour emissions by 2025 for example or we've seen others even slightly smaller schemes like smart pension make additional allocations to like their impact fund as part of their net zero commitment overall to go further and try and proactively invest in climate solutions, which is really like the next step. Um, so I would say generally we found it pretty receptive. Yeah, I mean, there are still quite a few out there that haven't taken action. And to be fair, this is a relatively new thing for a lot of pension funds. So a lot of it's about the education piece, but often the urgency comes when people contact their pension providers. So we've had great examples of ones that have previously been a bit slow and a bit kind of unsure and a bit ponderous and say oh, we might do something in 10 years time we'll see how everything lies and well 10 years time isn't good enough and we saw from the big climate report that came out last week that time is of the essence so it helps when we tell them that but it absolutely helps doubly triply if more people who actually have pensions contact their funds directly we've had 
feedback that literally the public pressure of being exerted on some of these pension funds has made them commit, which is absolutely fantastic. And it's it's great as campaigner to hear that like a direct feedback on that, which is fantastic. Sometimes occasionally when you campaign against an organization, there'll be reticency, you're the ones that did this because they don't want you to be looking at very proud of yourself and know actually I should go back and push them for more things now. But we've generally had great feedback that the public activity and actions on this are making a huge difference. And there are still a few out there that haven't committed and we're working with a lot of them. But yeah, we will only see more and more, I think, in time for COP and just after that, um, really kind of commit to net zero targets. So we've got two kind of routes or pathways that you've you stressed, one being move provider to a more sustainable one, the other one being stay where you are, but talk to your provider and put more pressure on them. Is there a way of prioritizing or choosing which one of those is, is better or right for an individual in terms of someone who's just really keen to make a difference? Yeah, so as a campaign, really, you know, our own aim is we want to move the whole industry. So we really do want people to speak to their existing provider and ask them to go green as a first step so we can try to make that mass change so we think we'll have the biggest impact. However, for people who want like an immediate, who, who first, perhaps those who find their provider is uncooperative and is not providing information or outline or, or responding to them, there are a range of, you know, sustainable pensions out there that they can explore. I think Good with, Good with Money has a great guide that you can you can consult um, that will allow you to basically move your pension to a pension that's already either carbon-free or, you know, doing much better on an ethical fund with a different provider. So, so they do exist and we would never discourage that. And I think the whole point of our campaign is to, you know, make people aware of the fact that we actually have power in our money it's not you know it's our agency not just a pension scheme um but we also you know it's really interested in like meeting the goals of the paris climate agreement and you know maintaining the 1.5 degree ambition um we want to move the whole industry which is why we're trying to push people to contact their provider and get them to make a change i mean realistically it makes financial sense for pension providers to to make this change anyway because i suppose especially when you talk about oil and gas their days realistically are numbered and you know i was, I was reading reports just recently of uh, the projections for certain sectors or the green sector uh, for example i think this one i was reading about the hydrogen um economy and the money that's gonna be pumped into that and the jobs that's gonna be created so surely it makes financial sense for pension providers to make this switch anyway yeah so i think we definitely think that there's a really positive financial argument for pension savers to want their money to be invested in renewables and into industries. Um, particularly as we, you know, build that back better out of COVID-19, we anticipate um, that there's going to be, you know, mass investment into green infrastructure, um, climate solutions. We think that that sector is growing, interest is growing as we sort of you know, sadly, I think some people are only just waking up to the gravity of the climate crisis. And as that happens, I think that there will be, we'll see more investment in that arena. So we actually think it's a, it's a sensible decision to invest in renewables because as it stands, hopefully fossil fuel companies just won't exist in 50 years time. Um, so you want to be, from that perspective, in, in renewables and in new sources mm. of energy. And I think um, you have the kind of trustees and the folks that often make some of these decisions. And they there's previously let's not go down the kind of deep dark path of pension jargon but mm. something called um fiduciary duty which essentially says that 
they are mandated to try and get as much money as they can for the people whose money it is. So there is a legally binding there. We're starting to see a lot more pension funds recognize the fact that as yes, they want good returns, like green is the way forward. Like these other industries, like they'll go up, they'll go down, but in general terms, they will start falling away. And I think this is why you're seeing a lot of kind of fossil fuel companies realize this and try to transition towards more green environments, mostly for like a PR perspective, sure, but also they recognize that just having investments in fossil fuels is the wrong way and they will lose money in the long term. So you're starting to see a lot of the pension trustees wake up to that and realize that if organizations and companies don't have a transition plan, if they don't know how they're going to react to the climate crisis in 10, 15 years' time and have a business in that time, why would you want a long-term investment like a pension going anywhere close to that when they have no idea where they'll be in 10 years? So I think it's about picking the organizations, picking the companies that have a strong transition plan and know what they're doing and also actually have a plan to be around in 20 years' time when the climate crisis may be um, yeah, upon us even more so. And how do we, I mean, we mentioned about how obviously we're, we're moving in the general direction of more renewables, but also we're moving in the general consumer demand direction of wanting companies to be greener. And that also leads to a lot more of our favourite greenwashing. How do we as consumers like actually pick? So as you mentioned, there are so many pension providers and it's fairly easy, it feels, for big companies at the moment just to shout about looking green. How do we just like decide or how do we work out who actually is genuinely green? And who's just slapping a green label on something and trying to capitalise on the fact that we want them to be green? Yeah, so when it comes specifically to pensions, unfortunately, I think we have definitely seen some providers make commitments to net zero or green pledges that aren't particularly robust. And we are aware there's a massive risk of that in the sector. Um, so for us, we try to hold these schemes who are making you know steps to become more sustainable to account by essentially holding them to holding them to, to some criteria they have to follow that we think is quite stringent. So that is um, you know, halving your emissions in this decade, getting out of coal as said earlier, and holding yourself accountable to your members by annually reporting on your progress, setting up five-year benchmarks, making additional impact investments into climate solutions, and you know, a few other areas. Um, so we think that unfortunately when someone does make a commitment we make a conscious effort to go through it with a fine tooth comb um, to make sure that we think it's robust enough and, and, and incredible and, and doesn't run the risk of greenwashing in any way um, particularly in an arena that can have so much power it's really important that we avoid that yeah I mean I think one of the things I find exciting about this as a topic is that it is something I mean as you mentioned it, it can have a huge impact but it is something that an individual does have a huge amount of power over and um, in terms of eco-anxiety I think I mean obviously it's massively on the rise particularly with the IPCC working group report that came out last week I think we're seeing a lot of people uh, verging on panic as individuals and feeling like they can't have a huge or a big enough impact and just yelling into the void and trying to talk to companies doesn't necessarily do enough so it's I'm really excited that you guys are mobilizing and, and unifying all of these voices to try and target a whole industry I think that's brilliant but I also really like the idea that if you did just want to switch provider and you didn't want to start that communication, it's one thing that you can do, which has a really long-term continual impact in the same way as I've described previously, like switching your renewable to a renewable energy provider in your home. You do it once. It's a bit of faff, a bit of paperwork, and then you can just kind of sit back and mm, 
I suppose there's a level of trust there, isn't there? But you can just kind of sit back and you, you know that you've done something long-term sustainable. And that's what really excites me about potentially yeah. moving everyone to, into green pensions. 100%. And I think it's also one of these things that if you look at the level of like action and kind of required against the impact as well, pensions are one of these things that it would take a bit of thinking, a bit of paperwork. That's why we've tried to make it easier on our website. But the general fact is the uh, actual outcome and the actual impact you have is so huge. I mean, there's a lot of people I know, friends and things that have really struggled to give up meat and have this constant anxiety about, oh, I've, I've had some meat, therefore I'm damaging the environment and feel guilty about that. That is fair and I can completely understand where they're coming from. And if there is that kind of level of anxiety, there are things you can do as well that have less anxiety, that have a bigger impact. But also, I think the general thing is just don't feel guilty about these things. I think that we're all humans. We're all slightly imperfect. There's lots of things we could do to be better. There's always going to be something else. So I would always say just try and work out where you can make a difference and take those steps rather than feeling massively guilty about the ones you haven't taken. Because if you're already taking action, you already care about these things, you're already doing a lot more than maybe it's been done in the past or been done by other folks. So you should still be happy with the actions you've taken and you can just look at the other ones you could in the future. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, do I detect optimism? Do you think, would you count yourself as quite hopeful for the future? Yeah, I would describe us as optimists, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're realistic about the job that there is at hand. I mean, even though we have made the progress kind of moved to earlier, there's still more than two trillion in the pension sector that's not committed to net zero and yes. remains yet. Yes. Yet, exactly. But we think that the speed at which we see people respond to our calls definitely fills us with hope, especially with COP on the horizon. You know, it feels like people are really starting to take them seriously. Finance is going to be a huge item on the agenda of COP26 and how, not just pensions, but how we can leverage our financial institutions across the world to make sure that they're working, using their sort of clout and power to tackle the climate crisis. So I think we feel hugely optimistic that the direction of travel is 100% going that way. We love optimism on this show. Yay. <laughs> individual action and optimism that's what we're here for perfect so we've covered the basics we've talked about the problems and we had a little chat about some of the solutions and things that our listeners can do um is there anything else that you want to talk about while you're here while we've got you i suppose maybe one thing we could say is that we all like we're actually quite well able to kind of get celebrities and get people interested and excited. So we've got some great supporters of the campaign, whether that's Ashton B, who's the kind of comedian, writer, uh, director, um, who's a fantastic kind of supporter of the campaign. We've had Jason Isaacs do a great deforestation video in December. So I think generally we've had a great conversation. I can tell like you and your I'm sure your listeners are really interested in pension things like that, but like it's always worth going to folk who haven't actually thought about these things before and trying to get them interested and excited about pensions which again sounds completely misnomer because very few people get excited about pensions certainly kind of three four years ago it was far less and now hopefully managed to get people on the kind of the right roads but we've got some great great creative assets great kind of videos that we've created for this campaign so if you're interested definitely have a look in our social media channels but also if you work in an organization you think would be interested in going green we've got a great kind of corporate kind of strand of work which led by our colleague um, when the main thing of that is the green pensions charter so this essentially is asking organizations asking companies to sign up to interrogate their pensions because most of us will have pensions through a workplace there are kind of self-employed folk with private pensions but the majority of folk will have it through a workplace so it's a great area 
area of opportunity, area of kind of activity you can go down. So we'd always encourage people to have a look at that. We've got, we'd love any organizations who are listening or staff who have organizations who are curious about pursuing this route to contact us because the more folk we can get committed to net zero pensions, the better. Yeah, I think one thing I would just say is what, as part of all the fun, creative content things that we've been able to do as a campaign, which obviously hugely helped by having Richard at the helm and his background as a filmmaker, we've really tried to take the jargon out of what is a really jargonist sector that really just excludes people from being able to use their money in a way that will basically align with their values. And with COP on the horizon, we're just hoping to do more and more of that to get as much of the general public as possible aware of the change that they can make um, because we really want to see you know, every provider make an SEO commitment before before COP in, in November and we think that's really, really important if we want to maintain the ambition of the Paris Climate Agreement. So you've got a couple of months, do you reckon you can get every provider? It is big, but you know that adage, shoot for the moon, you miss. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And I, you know, when when more big things come out of your organisation, which I'm absolutely convinced that they will, please do come back and talk to us. It's been yeah, such a fascinating to. chat. We would love to. I absolutely love this episode because we always try and do sections at the end of what our listeners and uh, the the general public can do to to put sort of help towards whatever topic we're talking about. And it's so nice to have one which pretty much everyone can do at some level and have such a huge impact. It's fantastic. I mean, last week we talked about space. I love space. I was so glad <laughs> to talk about it. But there it aren't that many things that we though, can do it? regarding space tourism unless we've got many multimillionaires listening. But this is something that every single one of us can do and I can absolutely guarantee that as soon as I hang up here, I'm going to take a little look and see what my pension provider is doing. Amazing. That's great. Brilliant. And you mentioned that you've got all sorts of fun bits and bobs on social media as well. Do you want to just let us know your handles and your website so that listeners can go and engage further? Indeed, definitely. Um, so our website is just kind of, if you just search Make My Money Matter, you'll get the website. It's worth going on our 21X page. So that's the page that has the ability for you to contact your pension provider directly. So um, yeah, it's definitely worth going on that. We've also got a great video um, with Lolly Adifopo and Robert Webb um, doing, hopefully folk might remember the kind of Mac and PC debate. So one was the kind of cool Mac, one yeah. was like kind of old stuffy PCs. So we've redone those essentially in our pension style thing, which does sound peculiar, but it's definitely worth a wee watch. So I'm I would recommend, recommend going on that. And we've got, we're going to have a few other ones of those videos coming out as well, that we series, which is great. Um, and for our Twitter handle, it's MM Money Matter. Uh, we are also on Instagram, MM Money Matter underscore. Uh, we also have LinkedIn as well. So it's worth searching as there. So we're across lots of new channels. We've got some really good content. I think it's safe to say. No other organization has this much content, fun content related to pensions. Yeah, absolutely. I think if there is another one, please let me know because I would be like to talk to them and shake their hands. But Um, um, yeah, we have a lot of um, great fun pension stuff. And we are just trying to make it easy, accessible. And as Holly said, a lot of pension funds does maybe indirectly, maybe purposely, a lot of the words they use are quite jargonistic. They are almost designed to put people off in some way. Just don't let that affect you. Come to us, ask questions. But also if your pension fund comes back to you with one of those kind of things you don't really kind of get or understand, just reply and say, can you repeat this in plain English? Because I think that is something they really need to do and need to get better at. 
Yeah, language is so wrapped up in accessibility. Thank you guys both so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, that was fantastic. Really enjoyed that. Listeners, off you pop. Go and start talking to your pension provider or go and switch your pension provider and definitely go and check out all of the websites and links. We will share links to you guys everywhere as well so you can find them on our own social media, which we are omnipresent, I think. We're, we're pretty much yes. everywhere, mostly. All, Just all search for what it's earth and hopefully we'll pop up. If you vaguely search our name, you'll find us. <laughs> so we'll see you we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.